right, everyone. Welcome to episode two, The Origins, The Chronicles. We don't really know what we're going to name it yet, of 90s Meets yeah. World. This is the first official episode. My name is Brandon. My name is Anif. And uh, we are your hosts for 90s Meets World. Um, basically, this whole podcast is about is basically about documenting and talking about the lives that us millennials, aka kids born between the 90s and 99, just talking about everything um, in general with life. This is a lot of relatable content, so if you know anyone that can totally relate to this, please share it. And if you like to be on the show, on our little podcast here, just feel free to reach out whenever. We love to talk to everyone. But the topic for today is that we just want, Anissa and I just want to get into, you know, talking about how we kind of came into who we are today right now, um, a little bit about ourselves, and just talk about, you know, just talk about everything. Yeah, so I remember starting out just in like, I mean I was born in South Africa 94 and um that was like funny enough that was actually the first year that segregation ended like segregation ended here in like the 60s but there it ended in 94 so like I was just born into the era where it was like coming Wait, together well, like all so communities were, and cultures if you were born like in 92 would you have not been able to come to the states probably um probably not um, I want to say just because there's a lot of things that because like I was like mixed I wasn't like oh I'm not you're white or you're black I was like in the middle right. I got some things that white people could have and there's and I couldn't have some things that they had right. so a lot of things that happened uh, a lot, just before I was born right. played into us being able to like, come to America finally right yeah and um I I just know like as soon as we got like finally got here we were going all over the place before but yeah. we finally got to uh we got here like a month after 9/11 so that's crazy things were already going crazy back then and I remember like watching it when did you move here when did you move here to I moved to Kansas first uh back in 2001 that was October 2001 and that was crazy just after like the whole 9-11 thing. So like airports were going crazy. Right. So like coming at me with my last name where I'm coming from and stuff. So there was a lot to deal with back then. Like, uh, you, I remember you like started in, what was it, Glendale Heights? Yeah, I started in Glendale Heights. So it's kind of like, um, I don't know how to explain it. I don't really want to like, you know, classify it or anything. But uh, yeah, grew up in Glendale Heights first and then obviously moved out to Glendale. And so like suburbs of Chicago. But uh, now I'm in L.A. But, uh, yeah, I mean, basically, stories kind of, you know, parents are from overseas, dad's from Thailand, mom's from the Philippines. Um, yeah. all the, the classic story of, you know, they wanted better. They wanted the American dream, so they came here. And, you know, I think, I think you can relate to it as well as that, you know, when parents, like, come from overseas to come to America, especially – They like, never understand a lot of things. Yeah, and they're just like – I don't know. It's just they, they work so hard, you know, just to like put us in positions yeah. with like, you know, some of the majority, I feel like, of people that come from overseas, um, you know, like our parents and stuff like that, they don't go to school, you know, and they just yeah. start from the bottom. Break especially like, yeah, especially like the generation just before us. I know I'm a first year immigrant here. I'm a first generation immigrant here. And it's it's a lot different, especially like seeing how another culture is to come to this one and then trying to find like a medium of like respecting your old culture while you're still trying to be an American in a way. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It's kind of, I'm not sure what that the saying is, but it's like, 
we used to learn in school all the time. It's like, you know, like, you know, like obviously I'm Filipino, half Thai, but it's like, you know, when you go into a school that let's say it's like predominantly American, you kind of like put that mask on where you don't like share those, you know, those yeah, forms yeah. that you have in the household. And so I forgot what the word's called, but yeah, it's definitely interesting for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, like my parents growing up here, you know, they worked so hard just to put us in positions that, you know, where we are today right. is successful. Um, you know, they're doing well for themselves as well. And it's just, it's so cool to look, you know, especially when you talk to your parents, especially with us being, you know, of age now to actually like understand and articulate what goes on, you know, what they went through. And you, we got, we right. kind of see it. And, um, I just feel like I'm like, damn, I, I have it easy compared to them. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I feel like um, I see a lot of things that my parents did at my age that I'm just like, I couldn't even fathom that right now. Like my dad had me at like when he was 19 and my mom was 18. Right. So like right now I would be like, I would like if I was in his shoes, I'd be like having a five or six year old with me. And I don't even know how to handle that. And like even like think about having like a kid right now. And it's just so different, like seeing our parents like strictly like come from a whole different country at our age and like completely set up here to have something that like came into us setting this up now right yeah and I mean I think just like put in perspective as well as like you know it's like if anything you know we weren't born into like money or anything or I wasn't born into money or anything but you know like I think a lot of people of you know that come from with parents coming overseas a lot of people you know adopt those um those traits of being hardworking, you know, I feel like it's either mm-hmm. traits of hardworking or traits of just like baking in smart working that, but also like, I feel like there's a lot of people that just like pretend to try to be someone they're not and just try to fit in really yeah. fit in with the crowd, which I, you know, I noticed a lot, especially growing up. Yeah. There's a lot of, especially like us coming from different cultures, like that wants to the norm of like our community, mm-hmm. you're trying to fit in, but also still hold down, your culture and you know have some individuality but it's like right. you know you're trying to make friends you're trying to like advance and trying to do all these different things it's like you're gonna have to do some things that everybody else does and it's like hard right. to find the right middle ground for right. that so like what was like your like you know um I want to say let's just say high school because I feel like high school is that's what that's when we go through like majority of our change or um you know changes and like realizations of life and stuff right. like you know that's like I feel like that's the first point of contact where we actually figure out like what we want to do and what we predict with our lives but um you know obviously like where where, where was your head thinking about like okay you, you go back into your shoes when you were 15 or 16 and you're like okay I want to yeah. do this, this when I'm I want to be doing this by when I'm 25. Like, what did you imagine for yourself? Well, I mean, I've always, like, wanted success. And my my vision wasn't always Wait, clear. Time out, time out. What, does, what yeah. does success, what's the definition of success to you? Freedom to do what I want and provide, basically. So success is just, basically, you're not worried about if you if you can do something. Success is about providing the opportunity to that you can do something and you don't have to worry about money for it. Like, I'm not trying to say, like, trying to be, like, a snob or uh-huh. say, like, I need to have money to get everything I want in life. The point right. of money is just, like, it's a tool to... Exactly. Like, you, you don't have to, like... I don't have to have, like, 50 cars in my driveway. Like, I would rather have charity set up or, like, give money to, like, a local church or mosque or something like that. Like, it doesn't have to necessarily be 
you know, material things. It's about providing opportunities and creating experiences. Right. Yeah. That's really what success, success is about. On, I think a key thing, what you said right there is that money is just a tool. And I think when people start right. understanding that and realizing that money isn't everything, it's just a tool to get you from point A to B and to like leverage yourself into different situations mm-hmm. and opportunities. I think that's when you really understand and you feel like, you know, you can actually grasp what you actually want in life. If that's success for you. But, um, exactly. Yeah. So we're keep going. Where were you? you know, were yeah, you- it was like, I feel like it's, it's like a conversation that you can't really have with a lot of people, which no. is, which is hard for people who want to like learn more about money and want to understand it to have a financial freedom in the future. It's, it's, and I feel like it's hard for people just because people are like, people are a little sensitive about money. Like even I'm sensitive talking about money sometimes because they don't want to give out like how much they make a year or how much they spend on their house or something like that. But, but if you, but like the whole point of it is to understand it so that you can take advantage of it. Like, it's not me saying like, Oh, I have this and you don't. It's like me saying like, I got this. and I want you to have it too. Right. Right. So you still need to answer the question where, so Put you back in these shoes when you were a small little lad, 15 to 16, yeah. and you already had those visions of like where you wanted to be in life. Where where were those yeah. visions from when you were 15 to 16? Where'd you picture yourself right now? I really wanted to have my own place, which was like the only downer that I really had. Everything else, it was just more so about expanding my education and kind of seeing what life brings me and what I learned along the process. Uh-huh. So it was that was more of what I wanted to be of when I was 15 and that was a lot of the times where I was more just focused on you know having fun in high school and right while still trying to get my schoolwork done but then a lot of things just kept changing at the time so it's hard to pick exactly what I wanted at 15 because there were so many different things that I wanted that Uh I was just trying to get my hands on because like you'd be I was involved in a lot of sports I was, I was doing really well in school and I was just trying to like keep opportunities open. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. So you, like, uh, where'd you, where'd you go to high school again? Uh, Glenmore South. Glenmore, you ran track for them, right? Yeah, I ran track. I feel like, like sports, like, like track and like soccer and football, wrestling and all, and like basketball and all that, it's all like played a huge part into what shaped us as like the millennials today as well. Cause there's, there's so many things that like even our last generation realized with sports that like continued on for us. Like there's, there's families now that'll like put like overall a hundred, like millions of dollars just so that their kid can go to college for a sport. Right. Yeah. That thing is, that's always been nuts with me. I mean, like obviously that's another topic we can talk about one day, but uh, yeah, college sports corrupt. I think college, uh, I know everyone has different viewpoints on college now. Uh, my viewpoint on college is that, like, uh, I think, I feel like <laughs> education's important, but there's different routes, and you should definitely just, mm-hmm. you know, just go. I feel like anyone in, especially the class of 2020 graduating high school right now, I think, uh, you know, congrats to them. And, you know, it's a weird time, especially because they can't walk their graduation and stuff like that, which is a big deal, especially, yeah. like, High school can be the last thing about school education that a kid has in their life. You know, if they don't go to college or they don't, yeah, that definitely. can be just go right to work. And I think, you know, if anything, high school graduation is huge. 
But um, yeah, to yeah. everyone that just graduated, um, to the kids that just graduated high school, I feel like um, a great lesson to know is just like, don't be sucked into having to go to a university, having to go to college right away, right off the back of high school. I think it's just important as well just to do it on your own time. And, you know, things change. At, at the end of the day, like, you know, things change. Relationships change. Friendships change. You know, what you wanted last year, six months ago, that all changes. You know what I mean? And I just feel like 20s are all about growing. And uh, when it comes to big growth, um, I think I, I like leading by emotion. Sometimes I, I think I like things that trigger me emotionally because emotion yeah. creates motion. And, you know, when you're right. always in motion, you know, you're always moving forward. And I think that's the, that's the goal at the end of the day, just keep looking, moving forward with whatever you do, especially with the class of 2020, you know, it's a huge roadblock, um, especially with this COVID and what's going on in the world with, um, you know, George Floyd and RIP to him. But, um, yeah, I mean, you just got to well, adapt for sure. Yeah, you really can't expect anything especially just in 2020 like so many things happened mm -hmm. just this year uh -huh. that you really don't know where your future your future really can be you, you're just trying to keep afloat at the same and then at the same time you're also trying to get ahead as well right what what do you like what did you so with COVID, well, I don't know what we're at, like two and a half months into COVID right now like what yeah you realize you've taken like most for granted <laughs> the gym <laughs> I remember like there was like weeks I would take off and be like nah I'm not trying to go to the gym I need a, a week off I've been going hard and then now I can't even go even if I want like even when I want to and I feel like a lot of just a lot of like things we took for granted like even walking outside like some places I know in South Africa they weren't even allowed to walk outside unless it was to get groceries and they had to show a receipt the proving that they were getting groceries and then here we're like able to at least walk outside our house right and i don't know how it is out in la like as i know i remember there was that thing saying uh the pandemic was like extended indefinitely mm -hmm. how'd you react to that um i just like said to myself 2020 is a wash <laughs> honestly yeah. like, i don't know like it's, it's just weird i mean like you know like I feel like a lot of us thought this was just going to be like, you know, like a one week thing, you know, but then right. it just like started going crazy. And, um, you know, this ain't no conspiracy podcast, but I just feel like there's a lot of things behind the scenes that we don't know about. Yeah. And uh, I quote unquote, don't want to know about because I don't want to, you know, get sucked into that reading and watching videos all day and night. But, um, right. One LA went to lockdown and definitely, I can literally tell you what I was doing when, the Rudy Gobert news came on when he got COVID and they started canceling NBA games. I was literally at a sports bar during a happy hour drinking a Corona after work. And I see yeah. this on the news, Rudy Gobert gets the disease and teams walking off the court. I think it was like the Jazz versus Grizzlies or something like that. Or it's Jazz versus OKC, I believe. And I was like, oh, yeah. here we go. And then I fortunately, like, and then, you know, sooner, sooner enough then everything just started closing down and everything just went downhill for sure yeah i feel like i was at, like I, like when covid like really hit us like us i was actually at work and they just randomly told me like actually we're gonna shut this whole thing down there's a patient that came in that had it everybody go home right. and then i just didn't go back and now i'm just waiting for things to like start up again right and so, so i feel like 
I feel like even in like phase three, things aren't even started. Like how like what phase is like LA in right now? Because I know yeah, LA, there's a lot a lot bigger population there. LA is like phase what's phase is phase three gyms or that's phase four? For us, phase four is gyms with like regular people coming in. I think we're phase three right now. Phase three is like for us is like barbershops and stuff are open. Um yeah. that's good for granted, barbershop. Man, yeah, definitely. Barbershops <laughs> are for granted. Staying at restaurants taken for granted um you know i think it's just gonna put a lot of us and we're gonna a lot of us are just gonna have different perspectives when you know when we go out to just do our normal daily activities because i really miss it i mean i miss the gym you know i, I mean yeah. i did take it for granted because there were times i definitely didn't want to work out there are times i definitely just went there for 30 minutes and dipped yeah. um you know but and i just think even jobs you know like jobs they can just be like taken away just like a blink of eye or a snap and like you know and if the, and i think it's a great great to realize too is that especially for us you know we're we're recent graduates um you're still in school right now but i think it's a great wake-up call to that us millennials people kids born in the 90s and just generations to come is that side hustles are important yeah that's that's one thing i definitely learned in this whole quarantine thing it was like side hustles are very important right because i mean think of like i heard like my my sister's boyfriend he was doing um doordash right uh for a little bit and he said like in one day he made two hundred dollars you can make good money like, imagine doing that yeah imagine doing that regularly throughout the year on top of your salary already right right yeah i mean i just feel like a lot of us are realizing now especially with many of us that had only you know one source of income we're just like oh wow now what but you know those individuals exactly. that had multiple sources of income you know whether it be like let's say like someone had a drop shipping business someone had a business where they created socks or something like that like this and they got laid off from their jobs mm -hmm. this is the time to like go all in and to like explore new opportunities and i think if anything that um you know we can take advantage of and you know look at positivity is that like covid gave us the time to um you know i mean obviously a lot of us uses our time differently for sure um i mean like i i watch a lot of tv i play video games still but you know i try my best to you know read books like learn new sides hustles learn stocks i know me and you've been talking about stocks a lot and you know it's yeah it's and we've been talking about like different books and just trying to take advantage of this time off and get into interests that we didn't get to get get into before 100 like, yeah yeah i think like we're just like it just makes you realize it's like okay we're just getting started you know i feel like Personally, for me, like the reason why I don't like going out like 24 seven anymore compared to like, you know, just being in college. Uh, I mean, even in college, I mean, like it really died out at the end, you know, just going on and going mm -hmm. out all the time because I mean, like, you know, I had fun at home. I had an older sister. So, you know, I've always been surrounded by that crowd as well, but um, kind of lost my train of thought. What was I saying? You're talking about how, um, things were like taken advantage of from COVID and things like going out was like taken advantage of in a oh, way. Yes, yes, yes. So what I was going with that was, um, you know, um, you know, not going out as much. And like the reason I don't like going out as much during my twenties anymore. I mean, I do, I do love going out. still. I love going out to like bars, breweries and all that. But like, you know, when you turn 21, you're going out every single weekend, blah, blah, blah doing all those crazy yeah. things. I just feel like life really begins when you turn 30. Like there's so much life. Right. Like 30 is like, was it like, it's like, um, 
for a lot of us, I feel is like a, a cutoff date, right. which it shouldn't be. But I feel like for a lot of us, like still in our mid to early 20s, it feels like a cutoff date where things need to be like aligned more in a way. Right. But with the way things are going on, it's like hard to even determine that right now. Right. Yeah, I know. It's like, it's weird. I mean, like, yeah, a lot of us feel like, yeah, I think that's bad for us to like think that there's a cutoff, especially with, you know, like making 30 be our cutoff, like yeah. oh, be making this X amount of money living at this X neighborhood and then um, having right, right. kids. And I think it's just, that's just bad. And, um, you know, I mean, like our parents didn't have that FOMO, fear of missing out. But a lot of us do. Yeah. And I, I have it too. I mean, especially with social media. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. bad. It's bad. So, you know, like, there's always there's always two sides to a story, you know? That's why you never judge a book yeah. by its cover as well. You know, you gotta really, like, dig into deep into that book. I mean, anyone, I can go post a picture of me next to a freaking Ferrari and just say, like... Right, right. Like, like, like we could get into, like, how so many dudes are always posting pictures on Ferraris and they're always like in the club and they're always getting bottles. But then you see them working at like, like as a driver for Uber. It's like, this is your only source of income. You shouldn't be popping bottles like that. That's like thousand dollar bottles. Like why is, why is that in the scene? Right. I mean, I I feel like people just have different, you know, motivation as well. And I, I don't know. I think that's just, I mean, like 20, I mean, like, you know, I feel like twenties is a great age to, I mean, I'm not capping any, you know, putting a sentence down, but I think 20 is just a great age to, you know, like, find, like, that, like, significant other, and then, like, while you're building with that significant other, like, if I found a, found a girlfriend right now, I feel like, feel like it's a great time to, you know, like, it's a stage, no kids yet still, um, you know, you can still build both careers and right. go from there, I think that's how I see yeah, it. Yeah, it's a good, like, time to start, like, building, like, re- good relationships with people that you're going to have later on in life, because, it, it starts to become the age where your friends like really do describe who you are and like who because like was there that one thing was like you're a mix of your five closest friends or something yeah, like that and you're like, like, um you're like no you're um you act most like the five people you associate yourself with yes yeah that sounds that sounds more like it and it's like when you're in your 20s there's so many people that you've known your entire life that you're still going to associate with but there's still people that you need to be associating more based on where you want to go in life. I think that's, that's a huge, yeah. That's, I, I mean, I could go on about that like all day. I mean, like, like we're, we're not naming names. I don't think anyone should name names right here, but um, yeah. I feel like, you know, I have a lot of friends that, you know, that I like love. So like that I grew up with, um, right. I haven't just grown up with, but, you know, just went to school with and stuff like that. And, you know, everyone's in like different, everyone wants different in their lives. And I think that's important to just realize and I think it's just important to realize that, you know, at the end of the day, like the relationships that you have with your friends, family and all that, um, you know, you kind of just got to let people go. Not like let people go in like a bad way, but let people go and just be like, okay. Let people be. Yeah. Do what you got to yeah, do. Let people be. But, you know, whenever we link up, do whatever, like, it's like it was, you know, when it was normal. Yeah, like, it doesn't just because like you haven't seen your friends and like. X amount of time and you used to see them like every other day or whatever it doesn't mean you have to grow apart it's just one person's trying to do this the other one's doing that there doesn't have to be like any hate or any any problems between you two it's just that's how you do right yeah and I think yeah that's uh for sure important 
But um, I kind of lost train of thought, like, where this whole thing was going with, like, our combo. So we wanted to talk about COVID. We did talk about COVID. And we also talked about kind of a little bit about intros to our journeys of our life with our family. And I think yeah. uh, big takeaways about from everything we just talked about is I think, um, you know, growing up in the 90s, I mean, I feel like we're we're situated in such a time that, like, you know, our parents didn't have social media at all. And they're growing with it now. Yeah. I mean, you know, they don't know how to use social media like we do. And then we're sandwiched yeah. in between the age where, like, people that are, like, six to five, like, six years younger than us or whatever, eight years younger than us, were born and raised in that social media, having iPhone 11 straight off the back, um, you know. Right. In 200,000 Instagram. Making money at, from YouTube and social media, like, 15. It's, like, nuts. Right. That's, like, a whole thing you could go on about all day as well is the whole how we adapted to like social media. There were people back then who were just wanted to post stuff of them just doing their everyday stuff. And now it's people like that is their source of income. That's like, Oh, I got to go provide this like critic on a, on some food or do a, like a clothes haul or go to the gym and like show how I work out to like make money. Right. And that's what a lot of millennials have like figured out they can do with social media right. and a lot of like other generations as well. But I feel like, Millennials definitely stepped out and really made themselves the face of that. Right. Yeah. And I think that, yeah, for sure. That like opportunity is huge, but um, yeah, yeah. this is uh, episode two of nineties meets world. If you know anyone that can relate to this content, um, please share it. Um, you know, this is totally free. We just want to like pump out content that's relatable that, you know, life experiences, how we're feeling, you know, a whole bunch of different things. I think a lot of this is relatable because I think I feel as if, a lot of us go through the same path because we have the same tools in front of us and same 24 hours, 365 days in a year. And if you want to be on this podcast, just reach out to one of us, but, uh, yep.